A dog barks when his master is attacked. I would be a coward if I saw that God's truth is attacked and yet would remain silent. John Calvin. Telling a woman that she can't be an elder is a nonsense rule. If they claim to be in the body, we let them have it. Donald Trump is going to win in 2020 by an absolute landslide. Christianizing the American dream. I said that you, uh, that, that many LDS folks and I uh, love the same Jesus. Uh, I still believe that. Sawing is a blessing from God to make you rich. Treating Jesus like a lottery ticket. The Lord spoke to my heart. Then very few times I've ever heard God be this articulate with me. And I'm telling you word for word, these words came into my heart. Hey everybody, welcome back to the Master's Dog False Teacher of the Week, episode number 80. I'm your host, Norm the Master's Dog Dunham, aka the Evangelical Norm. So the False Teacher of the Week segment of the Master's Dog podcast was born out of the old introduction video, which was a two and a half minute montage of false teachers set to a remix version of a really cool song called No Compromise by Result, used by permission. Thank you, Result. And uh, somebody came to me and said, I don't know who all these people are. The ones that I do know, some of them I thought they were okay. Could you break it down and let us know what, what makes each of these people who they are and what makes them a false teacher? So I started with Stephen Furtick. Uh, which is who she specifically asked about and then systematically went through that montage of false teachers and talked about everybody, what made them a false teacher, where they came from, who they were, why they were on the list. And after that was done, I kind of revamped the intro video. It's much shorter. You don't have to endure a two minute, two and a half minute video. Um, it's more versatile. I can put videos in. Uh, clips in, take stuff out, change it up as I want to. So I uh, did it that way, but continued to do the False Teacher of the Week uh, because you guys continue to give me suggestions, ask me questions, and so on. And I want to thank you because those of you who interact with the videos, whether it's liking them, sharing them, commenting on them, even if you're saying horrible things to me and telling me just how bad of a Pharisee I am, that actually helps the video get spread to more and more people. The algorithm, Mr. Uh, Algae Rhythm over here, where'd he go? There he is. Uh, I started calling him that before the movie came out. They just gave me a face to go with the name. So I didn't steal it from Space Jam. Uh, I was saying it a long time ago. But he puts that video out to more and more people uh, who search for it and so on. So thank you to those who like uh, and... Um, share and comment on the videos it is much appreciated if you haven't already go ahead and hit that subscribe button i won't ask you to press like until the end of the video because i don't want you to like something that you haven't watched so hit the subscribe though hit the notification bell get all the stuff i release here on the master's dog network uh got a couple more coming out today that i'll be getting to here in just a little bit so Today's false teacher, that's just the breakdown for the, the new people continuing to get more and more subscribers because of what you guys do. So thank you again. This week's false teacher of the week is Mr. Sid Roth. Um, I can't help but look at this picture and think of the uh, preacher on the movie Poltergeist 2. 
one, I just showed how old I am. And uh, two, I probably just creeped a whole lot of people out. Um, but this is what this this fella reminds me of. Um, I just want to, you know, start singing. God is in his holy temple. If you know, you know. I'm old. Uh, so Sid Roth is this week's false teacher of the week. Um, as usual, I want to take a look at what they say about, he says about himself, his bio on his page, the SidRoth.org. Um, he is the host of It's Supernatural and Messianic Vision. Uh, so a couple of different uh, shows that he do, does uh, regularly hosting false prophets and so on. False prophet of his own, excuse me, of his own accord as well. So here is what about Sid from SidRoth.org. Sid Roth, a former account executive for Merrill Lynch, was raised in a traditional Jewish home, yet religious tradition proved no, provided no answers when he hit rock bottom in 1972. With his life out of control and his marriage in shambles, Sid was set free from demonic oppression through a supernatural encounter with Jesus. Immediately, he ban began to boldly proclaim Jesus as the Jewish Messiah. In 1977, Sid started a ministry called Messianic Vision and a nationally syndicated radio broadcast by the same name. But the Messianic Vision is more than a ministry or a program. It is a desire to reach out with the good news of the Messiah, quote, to the Jew first, unquote, Romans 1.16. This is not just God's historical order for spreading the gospel, but also his eternal spiritual order. When, when we follow this quote-unquote law of evangelism, God opens a supernatural door to reach Gentiles as well. God's heart is to reach all people. His strategy is, quote, to the Jew first, unquote. Um, so he's got a few places you can go check him out. Supernatural, it's Supernatural on Facebook. Um, we'll look at some of the stuff that came off of that. Um, he's on Twitter, he's on Instagram, he's all over the place. And of course they have a YouTube channel for their show. Um, so a little bit about the ministry itself. We'll read a little bit of that. Um, Sid Roth started Messianic Vision in 1977 with a desire to reach the world with the good news of the Messiah. It is our passion to reach, quote, to the Jew first, by, unquote, by following this quote, law of evangelism, unquote, God opens a supernatural door to reach greater numbers of Gentiles. We just read that. Um, equipping all believers for greater works. This is where things get a little sketchy. Though uh, through our It's Supernatural TV show, Messianic Vision radio show, and ISN, the It's Supernatural network, we are committed to teaching you how to you can do the same works Jesus did an even greater, John 14, 12. Thanks to your support, we are able to continue producing at Supernatural, Messianic Vision, and ISN to mentor you and other believers around the world. So again, there's a lot of calls for donations and stuff like that. Uh, sow your seeds. Again, there's a little prosperity going on in there. Health and wealth and all that good stuff. Um, things they do... Um, Project 77 has mailed over 1.8 copies of Sid's evangelistic book to Jewish families. Um, could send some Bibles. Uh, the ISN at Supernatural Network is available free on every smartphone. YouTube. Don't know why you need uh, a, um, a 
<laughs> donations for that. I don't get donations, and I'm all over YouTube. Uh, well, to the 300 and so subscribers that I have, I'm all over. Uh, testimonials, miracles, salvations, all this stuff that they get and, and air test that they, you know, people who claim to have been healed or, you know, set free from uh, debt and visitations from e angels, all kinds of stuff. The, the, the videos on their YouTube channel are very uh, diverse and they're all over the place with prosperity uh, health and wealth, false prophecies, stuff like that. I wanted to look a little bit at their their statement of faith, though, because it um, it's very interesting. Some of the stuff. So beginning, you know, it's it's all very good. It's all very you know orthodox, if you want to call it. So one, we believe in the one and only living God, the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, the Creator of heaven and earth, Yeshua, Hebrew for Jesus, is is Israel's promised Messiah and the Redeemer of the entire human race. By his life, death, and resurrection, he fulfilled the Messianic prophecies of the Old Covenant scriptures related to Messiah's first coming. The divine Messiah, Yeshua, is the fullest revelation of God to man. Okay, We believe in the triune nature of God, God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. God made man in his own image and endowed him with a longing for intimate fellowship with the Creator. Now, that's a, a little interesting because if you... If you look at what Paul says, no one seeks for God. So the whole idea of an intimate longing or a longing for an intimate fellowship with the creator, that's questionable. I mean, are we made to worship God? Yes. Uh, but obviously with, you know, atheists and agnostics and stuff like that, man does not have an inherent desire and Paul tells us no one seeks after God we have an inherent nature to sin maybe in the creation of Adam there was a, a longing for the intimate fellowship with with God but once man fell we began to search out our own intimate relationships with whatever we wanted to provide our own worship to so man's disobedience to God's revealed will caused a separation between man and God sin sin caused a separation uh, between man and God. And, and again, uh, a separation, I, I, we're not really truly separated from God. I mean, we are um, at odds with him. We are en at enmity with him as sinners. We are enemies of God, it says. But God is everywhere. So, I mean, semantically and so on, it's impossible to ever be separated from God, even in hell, we are not away, or a person in hell would not be away from God. They would actually be enduring God's wrath in hell, you know, and so they're not away from God. There's no, I mean, David says it in the Psalms, where can I go from you? If I go down to the grave, I go, you know, where can I go to get away from you? You can't. So I, I, I just, not, I'm not real keen on the wording. You can argue that, but, um, the only provision God made for reconciling man to himself was through the atoning work of the Messiah who died as a sacrifice for our disobedience and rose again, manifesting his victory over sin and death. I uh, just jumped the gun a little bit on changing that picture. Um, apologies. I did not want to get there, but we'll talk about that in just a moment once we finish up with this, because there's a couple of things in 
here still that I want to talk about. Um, the Bible, the Old and New Covenant Scriptures is God's Word, okay? All who repent from sin and accept God's message of salvation in the Messiah are born again of the Spirit of God. Faith in the Messiah as a mediator of the New Covenant makes us true children of God. Um, again, semantically, I'm not a big... Uh, I mean, accept God's message of salvation. God draws us to Himself. He has to accept us. We repent, and He accepts our repentance. Um the Holy Spirit indwells the heart of every born-again believer. True. The baptism of the Spirit for anointed service is a positional right of every believer, but is appropriated as a faith experience distinct from the born-again experience. And he throws out a couple of scriptures. I don't know that this is necessarily true. Um, we see a couple of places where what it, it, it talks about, the, and, and I don't even know if it talks about being baptized in the Spirit, but... Um, where we see the spirit fall on people and speaking in tongues and so on and so forth. But again, once we are indwelt by the spirit, once we are saved, the spirit is in us. We don't need a separate baptism. Again, that, that in on and or within and on or something to that effect uh, is a, a big thing in charismatic uh, areas where the, the Holy spirit is with you. Before you're saved, convicting you of your sin. He's in you once you are repentant. And then he comes on you when you are endowed or anointed or whatever with the ability to do these special gifts and so on. Gets a little sketchy in that area for me. Um, and then we see this is where we start getting into uh, so on. All the gifts and manifestations of the Holy Spirit are intended for the body of believers during this age. Now, I do believe that God, I'm not a cessationist. I do believe that God still performs miracles. God heals people. Prophecy happens. Uh, these things do occur in their right context. We have to understand what they are. I don't think prophecy is the guys that he has on It's Supernatural that, you know, all the different guys who were like, Donald Trump is going to win by a landslide, as you saw Greg Locke in the intro video, Right. Those are false prophets, and that's not prophecy is a foretelling. It's not necessarily a foretelling of the future at this point, the way that we should be encouraging people to prophesy. It is a foretelling of God's truth. Um, it is uh, Jonah proclaiming, you know, God's judgment on Nineveh after, you know, he was convinced by God by being put in a fish to go and actually do what God called him to do. It is Nathan proclaiming to, to David that you are the man, right? All these different situations where it's not necessarily predicting future events, but it's taking God's word, calling on people to repent by giving them God's truth uh, and, and so on. And then again, I don't think there's any one person, any office of faith healer. I don't think Benny Hinn has a cornerstone, Todd Bentley, um, Kenneth Copeland, any of these people do not have a, a, you know, a market share of the gift of healing. God, God will heal people when we pray and anoint and do those things that we are told to do, like in the book of James. But God is not, and, and again, this is like one of the only places that I agree with Mark Driscoll. There's a reason why they're called miracles and not Wednesday. 
This is not something that is that one person has because if you have the ability to heal everybody you come across, then you should be cleaning out hospitals, right? If you're Kenneth Copeland and you have the ability to control the weather, then there should never be another hurricane, tornado, anything like that. Nobody should die of any of these things. If you're making these proclamations that God has given you these gifts and you're not using them appropriately, then you're a false teacher. Um, the atonement of Yeshua includes both spiritual and physical healing. The blessings of obedience promised to Israel in the Mosaic Covenant are available to any believer under the new covenant today. Now, here again is a, di- a place where I completely disagree. Because, I mean, we even saw Paul had physical issues. Uh, Timothy had stomach problems. Paul told him to drink a little wine because of your stomach, the issues you have. We see, even through the apostles and everybody today, illness and sickness is part of what happens in the church. We've watched great teachers, uh, you know, die of cancer and things like that. And so to make the statement that physical healing comes and, and to proclaim that God wants to heal everybody, that's simply not true. Some people, the, you know, the plan that God has for their life is dying in a certain way. I just watched a young lady that I've known for years die graciously, proclaiming the gospel up until the end, understanding that, you know, she's not chasing down Benny Hinn or Todd Bentley or any of these people that might punch her in the head, thinking that that's going to heal her. You know, she recognized that all the, the, you know, and, and it's not that we didn't pray. I mean, they were believers in miracles and stuff. People were constantly praying for her healing. God's will be done was her attitude. All the medical advancement and all the medical specialists and things that she saw exhausted everything that they could do. And at that point, they were like, we can't help you anymore on a medicinal side. If God chooses to have a miracle, fantastic. But if it's God's will that you die, which it was because she died, she did it graciously and she proclaimed the gospel right up until she couldn't speak anymore. And so this is one of those things where when they come in and they talk about the blessings of obedience, that's when they start blaming the sick person. Well, your faith isn't strong enough for you to be healed. So not only are you not able to heal that person because you're not a, a true uh, faith healer, but now you're, you're, condemning them because they don't have enough faith it couldn't be you you i mean benny hinn or todd bentley none of these guys it's their fault right and that's that's a big problem um those who are born of the holy spirit become members of the universal people of god the body of the messiah um that's not an issue there was one other thing i thought that i saw um No, I guess that was it. So really, you know, the whole issue of the blessings of obedience, prosperity, again, what this is, it comes into the fact that, yeah, Jesus saves you by grace, but in order to get all these things, you have to obey the law and you have to, you have to stand up to a standard that none of us really can. Do we strive as believers to be, excuse me, to be holy? Absolutely. Is it my desire to not sin? Absolutely. Do I tend to fall into sin, whether it be covetousness, lust, greed, any of these things, anger, um, you know, these things that Jesus talks about in, in the Sermon on the Mount. 
Do I tend to fall into those things? Absolutely. Almost on a daily basis, if not hourly, right? And so, again, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not going so far to say that every minute of every day I'm sinning. I mean, I'm not loving God the way that I should. So I guess if you want to go that route, yes. But we fall into sin. We're standing up. Again, the, the law wasn't given to us as you do this and you get blessed. The law was given to us so we could look at it and go, I can't do that. I need a savior. Right. And so I wanted to show just a little bit before I get into this end time sunflower prophecy thing, which I just thought was ridiculous. Um, And there's videos of it that you can go watch if you really want to. But um, I just pulled a bunch of stuff off of Facebook uh, of just the Sid Roth is like the king of fortune cookie. Um, theology and uh, there was another uh, clever name that I had for it a little bit ago and now I don't remember it but all these little quips that he throws up there I'm boldly saying the glory is here what does that mean Sid what does it mean that the glory is here you know we're talking about he's ta- is he talking about God's glory what is, you know because again when when the Israelites saw God God's glory when Moses said let me see your glory you know God said, well, you can't see all of me. I've got to cover you in the rock and my glory is going to pass by. And it caused him to shine, right? I mean, there's a, there's a, a physicality to God's glory that we're not seeing. It's not just a, 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 a invisible force kind of thing. Um, millions will repent, have an experiential, experiential knowledge of God and become red hot for Jesus again. These, these foretelling uh, future events. Um, when Jesus roars, sickness goes. Uh, and again, I, I, somebody I, I was watching that said Jesus healed everybody he ever touched. And the Bible doesn't say that's true. He wasn't able to perform a whole lot of miracles in his own hometown. Right? So not even Jesus healed everybody he touched. He had the ability to, but he did not. Not every single person that he touched got healed. The ones that were intended to be healed, absolutely. But there were some that he did not perform a whole lot of miracles. Um, now is your moment to experience the life of God in you. What does that mean? Fortune cookie, theology. Things happen instantar- instantaneously in the glory. Again, what does that mean? What is the glory? When you worship God, make sure there are no barriers between you and him. Okay, again. You, you get all these little quips, but what does it mean? God has a purpose for your life. Don't give up. Issue is, sometimes people's purpose are to use their hardships and their, their illnesses and their death even to proclaim the gospel and encourage others. It, it's not always that God has a wonderful plan for your life because, again, semantically, what does it mean wonderful? Don't miss the moment of your visitation. Invite him and worship God. Okay, a lot of people on uh, his show that we'll we'll see in a minute as we talk about some of the uh, headlines uh, for the videos that he has on YouTube. A lot of people who have had one-to-one visitations with Jesus, just like the Apostle Paul did. 
a lot of them, I guess, in prison. Uh, The key to accessing the glory is walking in biblical holiness. Again, you have to be, you have to be righteous. I'm not saying that we shouldn't try to be holy. I'm not saying that we shouldn't strive to not sin. The Bible says, Jesus says, if you love me, you'll keep my commandments. You know, we are a new creation in Christ. We, the old is gone. We no longer seek after the pleasures of sin for a season. We want to be holy, but demanding that. Again, that gives them an opportunity to go, this is why you didn't receive your blessing. This is why it's not because of what we're saying is flawed. It's because your faith or your holiness or your sin life is not cleared up enough for you to be worthy of receiving these things. Um, Help me sow more seeds at the time of the greatest outpouring of God's spirit in history, the greater glory. Who says that this is the greatest outpouring of God's spirit in history? Again, and help me sow more seeds. You know what he means when he says that. Get, send me money. Send me some money. Um, I has not seen nor ear heard what is about to come forth. This is what we were created for. Again, just it's enigmatic uh, riddles in, in his, you know, what does it mean? What does that mean? Give us a clear, concise something. Oh, that's what I was, uh, it's, it's fortune teller uh, prophecy. It's very vague, so he can't go, well, it wasn't a false prophecy. I mean, this could mean anything. So they can come up with anything. It's, it's fortune cookie theology and uh, fortune teller uh, prophecy. It's Miss Cleo. Call me now. And then we're back to the, the, the glory is here. So um, this end time sunflower prophecy, and then I'm going to wrap this up. I've gone much longer than I usually do. I try to keep these down to about 15 minutes, but here we are at 25. Um, a lot of stuff to talk about. Sid Roth. So the end time sunflower prophecy is a, a dream that somebody had about sunflowers and their the head was down and then it went up. And of course, you know, the sunflower will follow the sun across the sky as it goes. Lots of seeds and all these things that were in there. But what I found interesting was the comment that he made is, I believe prophetically, if you watch all three videos three times, you will receive an imp- the impartation of everything God has for you in the greater glory. I can't wait to hear about the transformation you received from a new mantle to healing. Be- comment below after watching the videos and tell me how you were impacted. Again, you got to watch all three videos and you got to watch them three times. I couldn't even get through the first 10 minutes of the first video because it was just like, uh. So, but again, these formulaic things that they put out there, you don't get God's blessing unless you do A, B, C, and D. When God desires to bless you, God desires to bless you. And God desires not to. God desires not to. He is not, I mean, yes, we are called to pray. We, he wants us to do these things. But our God is in the heavens. He does as he pleases, right? You know, the, the guy from Poltergeist, God is in his holy temple, right? So God is in the heavens. He does as he pleases. He is not a formulaic God in the sense of you do this, 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 and this, and then God is obligated to do this. We never put God in our obligation. He is never obligated to us for anything. We repent and he forgives us. And then we have that, 
but he's not obligated. He is not obligated to be gracious, quoting uh, Shylin. So, um, but what I, uh, one of the things I want to do, and I'm just going to real quickly, I'm going to go through the the titles of videos on his Facebook page. Um, I spent 23 minutes in hell guy that he had on his show. Um, I'm not sure of who this guy's name is, but there's um, a bunch of stuff. God, America, you have one more chance. Um, you only have nine years left. This was posted seven days ago. Um, apparently, he had a prophetic dream with Obama in it. Um, uh, do, 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 where was the one? There was one that I was just like, I looked at it and I was like, this is ridiculous. Um do 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 what Jesus, yes Jesus goes to adult video conventions um this is some lady i i can't remember her name i've seen her before i just don't remember who what her name is um another lady uh seeing demons um seeing uh giant waves uh demonic barriers that block your prayers um again you only have 9 years left um, a witch doctor wanted this lady's power. Um, let's see. Uh, boy died in a baptismal and apparently came back to life. <laughs> Did you drown a kid when you baptize it? Again, just some of these stories. Really, I saw bored angels. And that that's the one that I saw. Uh, someone's like, these angels are bored because apparently I don't know why. The reason will shock you. There's some clickbait if you're willing to watch a 23-minute video on this. So, again, the things go on and on. The stories go on and on. False prophecies, bad teaching, um, prosperity gospel, you know, a legalistic standard that nobody can hold up to. These are the things that make Sid Roth this week's false teacher of the week. Avoid him. Call him to repentance. Go comment on his videos. Call him to repentance. <coughs> Share the true gospel with him. Um, pray for him. Again, this is not just, yes, this is in an essence, part of this, this podcast is Elijah on Mount Carmel uh, mocking the prophets of Baal. But it is also a, a, a call to pray for these people. Pray for these false teachers. It's not like I want to see them go to hell. It's not that I want, I absolutely don't want them leading people astray from what the true gospel is on a path to destruction. I want to see people saved. So we want to pray for these people. Um, and, And then, yes, answer the fool according to their folly. Mock the false prophets of Baal who are deserving of mockery. But pray for them to be repentant. And come to faith in Christ. And that's something that God does, not us. We share the gospel. The Holy Spirit convicts and draws people to Christ. So, thank you guys for watching. This was probably one of the longest False Teacher of the Week videos I've done. But there was just so much stuff that I wanted to get into. This guy's been around for so long. And is influencing so many people that I wanted to get to as much of that as I could. So, again... Thank you guys. If you like the video, hit the like button, hit the share button, uh, comment, questions, comments, snide remarks. I'll take all the smoke. Uh, tell me I'm a Pharisee. I'm, I'm, I'm down for that too. And uh, But as always, preach the gospel at all times. Use words. They're necessary. And until next week, Soli Deo Gloria.